Hi, welcome to Reset Your Mindset by Life Stance Health. Myself, Dwight Thompson, and my co-host, Nicolette Lianza, will bring you conversations with leading Life Stance Health professionals who will help guide you on your journey to positive mental health and well-being. At Life Stance, we believe in the three pillars of mental health, mental flexibility, mindfulness, and resilience. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Reset Your Mindset by Life Stance Health. As always, um, I'm joined by my co-host, Nikki Lianza, and I'm Dwight Thompson. Really excited today to uh, bring you a conversation about something that impacts um, so many of us, um, more so than we probably even realize, and so many of our our neighbors um, here throughout this nation. And um, this episode is particularly special, not only due to the topic, but also uh, due to the fact that we are joined um, by one of the cl- one of our clients here, um, a client that has spent some time working with my co-host Nikki Lanza, who is uh, who has been her therapist for quite some time, um, and we're just really excited to to have her kind of bring um, shed some light on her perspective and her her incredible story. Um, and so, with that being said, Marcella, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Marcella, if you wouldn't mind, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, a little bit about who you are, and, and um, just kind of what we, what's, what's good to know about you? Okay, well, I will tell you this, who I once was. I was actually a broken, shattered oh. piece of glass, but I am a survivor. I'm someone who didn't give up. I'm no longer mm-hmm. a victim. I'm married to an amazing man. We have a 12-year-old son and two crazy dogs. <laughs> And I started my journey uh, becoming a Reiki master to help bring healing to other people. Incredible. So, um, you know, we'll get kind of into who you once were. And I appreciate you being so candid with that. Um, and, and just already you can kind of feel your um, something that I just feel like we talk about so frequently on this podcast, your resilience. Yeah. Um and sure. it sounds like you've you uh, certainly have a have a beautiful family and um, two, two crazy dogs. I love, I love to hear that. Um, I have one crazy dog, so I can't imagine having two. Kudos to you. Um, but you know, Nikki, if you wouldn't mind, yeah. can you give us some background from your perspective of of what what Marcella has meant to you? Oh my gosh! Thank you, Dwight, for asking that. You know, one thing about Marcella and I is that. When it comes to therapist and client, some of the best work is done when you feel like you are a very good match with your client. And that is something that I felt that Marcella and I had from, from day one of when I first met her, that we were a good match together. You know, yeah. our sense of humor, our just the way we work with one another, you know, we have some of the belief systems and some of the things we do believe in. And so it made us for just for a really great match for one another. And I feel mm-hmm. so just very privileged to been able to be the one to kind of walk with Marcella on her journey. And I'm just, I was just walking one small piece. The amount of work that Marcella has done within herself on her journey is it's been amazing. And I'm just very grateful to be able to be part of this conversation and just been able to be a part of her life um, in yeah. her journey with herself. So it's been, a, it's been amazing. So. It, and it sounds amazing. Um, and so let's kind of get a, a, kind of into our, you know, our topic of the day today, which is suicide awareness. Um, and, you know, talking about suicide is, you know, obviously, I mean, I mean, it goes without being said how delicate it is. Um, 
but it is so important and it's such and has such an impact on so many people we were talking about just kind of how how frequent it occurs just here i mean just here in, in the u.s um it's mm-hmm. the 10th leading cause of death in mm-hmm. the u.s for all ages approximately 123 americans die every wow. um, every day by suicide um and just thinking about that like the 10th leading cause it's, it's that is so high um and, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible how many, we, we know the statistics of how many Americans, you know, just even in just adults um, are affected by depression um, and how suicide tends to coexist with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one thing that, that I think we, is important to us is having these conversations that are, they're difficult, um, they can be uncomfortable, um, but they, they are so important. And, and so Marcella, you had mentioned kind of where you came from once. So you had described it as, you know, your words broken and, and shattered. And um, what kind of led you to, to that, to that feeling at that point? I grew up in a home where there was a lot of drugs and alcohol. There's a lot of mental, physical, sexual abuse. Um, and it was a lot to deal with as a child. And my father had, had shot my mom five times she survived and he committed suicide. Wow. And as I grew up in life and not being able to talk about things and everything's supposed to be hush hush and silent, I just got to the point that I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take feeling unloved. Um, I just felt like it wouldn't make a difference to anybody if I was even here. And there was a night that I just started taking pills and didn't stop till I ended up in the hospital. So I can't, um, I can't thank you for sharing that. Um, and so that you kind of get to that point. Um, and what leads you then to kind of begin the pro cause it's such a long process, right? Like it's such a, Mm -hmm. the, the steps are immense. What kind of led you to start to think, okay, how can I begin to cope with some of these struggles? Well, at first, I didn't cope at all. I just <clears throat> I just kept sweeping that underneath the rug and just ignoring right. it. Um, it maybe became very angry, very disconnected from people, non-trusting. Um, this went on even into my 20s. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think the first part when I'm like, okay, I really need to do something was dating this guy. And I opened up to him. I trusted him to tell him about my past. And all I kept hearing was you're broken, you're broken. And it's like, okay, I'm already down. And now you're kind of pushing me down a little farther. So I started seeing a therapist. um, And I saw him for a while, and then he had left his practice. So then it was just like I just shut down again. And Mm -hmm. then once I had my son, and I'm like, okay, I'm a mom. I'm a single mom. I really need to get help so I can raise this child. So I uh, went to a psychiatrist, and it was like the weirdest experience ever. I just went in. He asked me 50,000 questions. Like, oh, you're bipolar, you're manic depressant. And I'm like, okay, so here, take these pills. So I left that office and I started taking the pills. And I took them for a while 
And then when Mm -hmm. I moved back home, I was too afraid to open up to find another psychiatrist. So I was just getting the medication from my primary care doctor until she left the practice. And then it's like, okay, now I have to find a psychiatrist. And I didn't. And it wasn't until I got in a relationship with who is now my husband. And yeah, my cheese slid off my cracker. I really lost it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first I've heard that one. (laughs) And I was just, you know, going down this spiral and it was miserable and we were fighting and it was just awful. And I knew I had to do something and I was Mm -hmm. actually seeing a counselor and she was not a very good therapist. Um, She actually made me hate my husband. So I'm like, this isn't going to work for me. And I said, I need medication. And she said, well, I can't prescribe that. I'm like, well, I need you to find somebody who can. And then she came back and she said, okay, his name is Dr. Elhaj. He's the best of the best. They will give me his number. And that's when I truly started my journey. Mm. Marcella, there is so, so much to unpack there. Thank you Mm -hmm. for being transparent. Um, mm-hmm. that I know is going to be impactful for a lot of listeners. Um, you know, one thing that, um, I find incredible is you kind of pointed out some things that gave you a more sense of urgency to, um, take, take on, um, you know, a lot of the, the, the coping and, and taking on kind of head on some of the, some of the abuse that you have faced. You mentioned your son, um, where, where, you know, we see so frequently when people kind of are faced with those challenges, they, it's kind of a, there's a fork in the road. You can either, you know, sort of rise to the occasion, if you will, or that can kind of push you even further away from, from the ability to cope. So that's just, it's just incredible. Um, and and Dory, I, let me, let me jump in here. I'm going to piggyback on it because, yeah. you know, one of the things, one of the things about Marcella's story is that her, her mother at the very least was not kind to her, was not a great role model to her. And, and so with me saying that is one of the things we would talk about within our time together in our therapy sessions was just how has Marcella been able to come through all this and be such a dutiful, tentative, sensitive mother herself when that was not role model to her at all. And, wow. and that was one of the things that I was like, wow, how, how, look at you. You are an amazing mother. I can see your love you have for your son. How were you able to, to develop that when you were never role modeled that? And, and let me, if you don't mind, Marcella, talk a little bit about that. How have you been able to be such a good mom despite not having the best role model of, as a mother for you? Well, she showed me what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent point. So, um, Excellent point. I wanted to make sure that my son had a better life than I did. And it didn't matter what I had to do, getting healthy mentally, so I could be a better mom, loving him, showing him how much I love him. We, there's love flying around this house all day long. And <laughs> we have, a, well, we do have a saying. Um, our son came up with it. And it says, I love you more, no take backs. So it's always a challenge who could get the first person. We actually, <laughs> for Christmas last year, we got him this, it's an eye chart sign. 
So it looks like an eye chart, but when you read it, it says, I love you more, no take backs. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That so, awesome. yes. He's, and he, I'm stern with him. <laughs> I'm still, you know, a strict mom, <laughs> but he knows I love him. I mean, we're yeah. always hugging, mm-hmm. kissing. Is We have a very affectionate family. That's incredible. It's, it's admirable. And it was important to me because I didn't grow up with that. So mm-hmm. my motivation mm-hmm. was just, I want the opposite for my son. Because he deserves that. I deserve that love. And so does he. Yeah. Marcella, let me jump in here and say, I remember how you were able to kind of be matched with me for us to start working mm-hmm. together. And if I'm remembering correctly, you were working with Dr. Alhaj, and then he uh, had left the practice at that time, and you were transferred to Monica yes. Halter, one of our amazing nurse practitioners. And in working with her, it sounds like she was encouraging you to get back into, you know, psychotherapy again. She did, and she's she is an amazing person too. Loved working with her, but yeah, she did recommend me to start seeing you. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> She's like, you need to make that appointment just in case. And the one day I walked in there, I said, you're right. I'm not okay. I need to talk to her. <laughs> so that's how I started coming to see you. And, and let me say this. You know, one of the things when Monica reached out to me saying, hey, I'm referring someone to you, is that she talks so highly about Aww. you. And, and she definitely saw so much in you. And I think that was the thing for Monica was that she – wanted you to continue your your journey of healing and really starting to really get down in there with some of the trauma you've experienced. So that leads me to ask, you know, how did you know you started to heal from some of your trauma? When I could love myself. Yeah. Sometimes that's the most difficult journey, that journey of just loving ourselves. It took me how do you tell us about some of those steps? How did you start to begin to love yourself? Oh, that was, <clears throat> I was very, and I'm still very committed to my journey and my healing. It's very important to me. And I put a lot of time and effort into it and even just um, charting my moods. I had this whole spreadsheet made up and I had all my different moods and I would chart them like one to 10. So when Dr. Elhaj would ask me, I'm like, here's my spreadsheet. Take a look. Because <laughs> it was so important to me. And I think once I, you know, I started to love myself, I started to open up more. Um, I wasn't closed off about my life. I, I got to the point that I wasn't embarrassed about my past. And that's when I realized, mm-hmm. so like, you know, I can take what happened in my past and shed light to somebody else and let them know there is light at the end of the tunnel. It is a hell of a fight. But if you want it, you want to be happy, you want to love yourself, you can do it. You just can't give up. And sometimes when you don't feel like picking your head up off that pillow, you just have to and keep moving forward. And, you know, just think like, I woke up this morning. I have another chance. Great motto to have. For that sure. is a great model to have just it's and sometimes it's hard recognizing some of those very seemingly minute but really important things of just yeah the opportunity to wake up in the morning 
Um, that's incredible. And I think you've went on now, you know, to go on and, and use what you've learned and the resilience you've had as you've navigated your own traumas to go on to create a business on your own of helping others. Can you tell us a little bit about your business? Well, I started my business called A Journey Within Me. Um, I'm starting to write blogs and posting them. The one that both of you have read was about um, Suicide Awareness Month. So each month I'm trying to post a different blog dealing with different topics. Um, I have one coming up, Homeless Within a Home, another one on anxiety. And I'm going to throw some funny stuff in there too. But over the summer, I became a Reiki master. So I am starting my business off with that and to bring healing. Can you tell us just really briefly a little bit more about Reiki for those who aren't familiar with it? It's a Japanese alternate healing method. Um, It's energy moving throughout the body. It's very healing. It's they use it in hospitals for patients that have cancer it's great for anxiety, depression, chronic pain, fatigue, sleep problems. It can go on and on. It's very helpful for people. Um, you can go on my website and you can actually see testimonials of people that have been receiving Reiki from me and their experience and the benefits that they've received from it. Great. great. That's, that's awesome. What it's is your journey dot me. So I think awesome. it's such a testimony to you of like you sharing, you enduring and navigating your own journey within and then sharing that to heal others. It's just so moving. So Nikki and Marcella, let me let me ask you this. Um, you know, we've been, it's just been such a candid conversation. We've shared personal stories and um you know, again, circling back to, to the topic of, of suicide and trying to raise awareness, how have you both kind of normalized conversations about suicide um, in your day-to-day life? And why do you think it's important to normalize those conversations? And Dwight, I'm going to jump in here and, and say, you're saying such a key word of normalizing it. I think there's such a stigma surrounding suicide that people... Mm-hmm don't want to talk about it. it's uncomfortable to talk about but as you quoted in the very beginning of this episode of like it's like the 10th leading cause of people dying in america we need to be talking about this we need to be having these difficult conversations and so for me as a therapist it's so crucial to get the word out there to talk about it to normalize it because people so much suffer in silence and i think this is why it's so amazing that marcella is sharing her story Because the hope Mm -hmm. is that someone listens to this episode and says, wow, look at that woman. Look what she's been through. Maybe this will now inspire them to also speak up and get help and talk as well. What about for you, Marcella? I know it is for myself. It is very hard to talk about. And even though it was in my past, it was so hard to talk about. Like, oh, my God, you tried to commit suicide Mm -hmm. before. But I'm I'm comfortable with sharing that now. Because so many people are suffering in silence and they don't, yeah. they feel so locked down and just so closed in that nobody's going to understand them. Nobody's going to help them. And it has a lot to do, whatever their background is, what they have gone through and the traumas of being beat down, where they probably feel like nobody cares. And that's one thing about writing this blog was to let people know 
there is somebody that cares. There is somebody there to talk to and never shut down. And it's hard when you're depressed. That is such out of your grasp to even realize somebody really does care. And I think it's Mm -hmm. important. I think it should be talked about more than just like once a month, the suicide awareness month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you both for sharing that. I think that's, it's helpful information. Um, it's important information. Um, and Marcella, thank you for all, not, not only for joining us, but just for all that you do. Um, you know, all that you've done with trying to reach out and help others. And you obviously have the ability to, to relate to some people that have struggled and, and, um, you know, we've certainly all had our struggles. So I just thank you for all that you've put back, all the good you've put back out into the world, um, and your strength and and story. It's truly incredible. Thank Thank you you for sharing it with us. Thank you for allowing me to share it. Our pleasure.